Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life, and I'm Dr. Joanne White. And I want to just send out blessings and prayers to to all the people who are going through all, all sorts of challenges, whether it's fires that have been raging in California to all sorts of other kinds of things that that people experience even on a personal scale and, and often on a global scale. So we want to make sure that we're sending that out to everybody. And speaking of challenges, I have a guest today who actually went through a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges in her life, and she's here to really tell her story and how she came out of that adversity into really being a wonderful, beautiful person that actually helps other people in their lives. I'm talking about Rhea's story, who is a motivational leader and speaker However, she was sexually abused by her father from age 12 to 19 years, and she was forced to play the role of his wife and even was shared with many other men. Desperate to escape, Rhea left home at 19 without a job, a car, or even a high school diploma. And yet, as I said, now a motivational leadership speaker, a tech ex-speaker, and an author of 10 books, including Leadership Gems for Women. Rhea's background includes 10-plus years in administrative health care and several years in leadership and management, including working as a director of compliance for a large health care organization. She's a certified leadership speaker and trainer and shares powerful leadership principles and tools of transformation to equip and empower women, helping them realize, optimize, and maximize their leadership potential. Hello, Rhea Story. Welcome. Thank you, Joanne. I'm excited to be here with you today. You know, it's wonderful, and, and, and I'm excited to have you, too. So so often, many stories like this, many, many challenges that people face go unheard of. People have to suppress it in many, many, for many ways, and often we benefit from it. It's not necessarily a pleasant story, and, and yet it teaches us so much. So share a little bit uh, of the story and what happened to you when you were younger, and then let's move forward. Sure. Um, I was raised on a, a very isolated farm uh, in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, 
and I was homeschooled um, the entire way through. So we, you know, we didn't go to school. We didn't, my family didn't go to church. We were very isolated um, socially and geographically. And, uh, you know, that comes with, with its own challenges. But beyond that, um, my father started sexually abusing me when I was 12 years old. And it progressed as I got older to the point where he was regularly having sex with me and would, would bargain with me for um, sexual favors in exchange for something like an evening out with my friends. And, you know, there were times when life was just almost not worth living. And, uh, you know, I thought about it, uh, a tub of warm water and a razor blade to end it. And, you know, my story is unfortunately not that uncommon, but even if it's not my story, is it your story? What I've found is that all of us experience adversity in life. We all go through times and challenges. And fortunately, I was able to find some hope, and I did. I left home at 19. I didn't have anything. I didn't have a, a high school diploma. I'd never been to school. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money. I left with a couple of duffel bags and some pillowcases stuffed with my clothes. And I spent the next 13 years determined not to talk about the past. I left it behind. I locked it up behind the key, behind the closed door and threw away the key. And I said, I am not looking back. So even though you've made that promise to yourself what changed your mind why why do you want to why do you want to share your story now and and what can it do for other people yeah so you know I went on to earn my GED and, and then work my way through college and um, more than 10 years later uh, was finally able to graduate with my MBA and you know, I was not so proud of the degree so much as the person I had become and able in order to earn it. And that was very successful in my corporate career um, and, you know, went on to be determined that, that my past wasn't going to hold me back. But I really carried it. I kind of carried it with me and just almost, uh, you know, anything that we're not capable of talking about, if we're not comfortable talking about it, we give it power over us. And um, what I realized in 2014, I'm sorry, 2013, I heard motivational speaker Les Brown speak. And he was talking to a room full of people. And he said, you have a story to tell. And someone needs to hear your story. And only you can help that person. And I thought, wow, I have a story to tell, but I sure don't want to tell it. You know, I'd spent many years not telling it, not talking about it, because I didn't want to face the pain of the past. I didn't want to open up those wounds. And, uh, you know, I didn't want people to know that I had scars from the past. And I spent six months with Les Brown's words just kind of weighing on me. And uh, it took me, took me six months to get to the point of saying, okay, if I can help someone else by sharing my story, if I can help someone else realize that, Regardless of what happens to us in life, it doesn't have to define who we become. If I can just help one person realize that, then it's worth, it's worth me sharing. You know, Mark Twain said, the two greatest days in life are the day we're born and the day we discover why. On August 14th of 2013, I shared my story for the first time, and I discovered my why. 
you know, it's beautiful when you can get to the, because it is courageous to, to share a story that, that has a lot of pain in it and and memories that you've been trying to squash and push down because because of the, the pain and that's involved. And yet by doing so, like you did so beautifully and still do, you've in, inspired others and and empowered others. It's so it's so important that no matter what we go through and you've said this beautifully, if we can come out of it and be stronger, it's it's a blessing even even though during that that horrific time that you go through it, it doesn't feel like it at all. It it, it really feels horrible and yet we we persevere. So I have a question, and like, have you sure. ever spoken to your father after that? Did you? Did he ever make amends? Did Did anything ever happen? Was he ever apologetic? Um, <laughs> well, that's a that's a good question. About a month after I left home, um, my mother had made a, a few attempts to come and see me, and you know, she asked me repeatedly why I had left, why I had left. And at first I didn't know. So she didn't know anything about She didn't. Um, Or she says, you know, and I I don't know otherwise. But when I finally told her after she just really, you know, she just came out and said, just just share with me what's going on. Why did you leave? And I finally told her. And, you know, the the sad thing for me is that she blamed me for it. Mm. And, you know, at that point um, I told both of my parents, I said, you know what? if you can't support the person that I want to be, you know, I, I, I don't need you in my life. Uh, and you know, that's what I call a toxic relationship. You know, they were calling me and telling me I was going to hell for leaving. You know, religion was a, a very strong part of um, our household and the, not in a good right. way, not in a good way. And, you know, I got the, the lecture about I was going to hell and, and, you know, the devil had taken a hold of me. And when I realized that, you know, I left a very toxic, negative situation, and what happened to me was horrible. And if someone's going to condemn me for leaving that situation, I didn't need them. I didn't need them, you know, calling me and telling me that. And I said, you know what, just leave me alone. I will not go to the authorities. I, I don't want to press charges. I just want to pursue my life. And, uh, you know, we'll part our separate ways. And I didn't hear from them for 15 years. In fact, I still didn't directly hear from them, but my father started, uh, you know, the, my parents moved out of state after I left home, left, they right. kind of ostracized themselves from the family, um, didn't didn't return my grandparents' calls or birthday cards, anything like that, just completely cut off from the whole family. And um, in 2015, I'm sorry, 2016, my dad started coming back and he started talking to his grandparents and it wasn't in a remorseful, um, let's fix the situation way. It was very hurtful and, and condemning to them as well for supporting me over the years. And uh, at that point, I, I pressed charges. Where it stands now, um, we'll, we'll probably go to trial at some point. Which is all you know. Which is 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 not easy to do to have to to, to relive that in that in that particular way. But you've been stronger and and been used to telling your story. I don't know that you ever get used to telling your story. You know what I mean. So it's it, it's it's not for the first time. Years ago, I just want to make a point. Years ago, when many women were sexually re- 
sexually abused either by a family member or or an outsider or a friend or or whatever they were blamed like you said you were blamed they were blamed well maybe maybe you did something that was too flirtatious maybe it was what you were wearing maybe it was what you said maybe, rather than looking to the culprit to the person that really did the horrific act and they they looked at the victims however you're not a victim anymore i mean and you have done some incredible kinds of things and shifted your life around. So now, how do you help other women? What do you do that that inspires them, that allows them to feel, no matter what I've been through, and when we all, like you said earlier, go through our own challenges, our own adversities, whatever they've been through, they make, makes them stronger and more powerful today. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's the key, is that uh, when we are you know, whatever, regardless of what we go through, we always have the choice to decide how it affects us. You know, it does affect us. Um, life is tough. Life is hard. And, and it does affect us and influence us. But how it affects us is our decision. Um, and you mentioned that I'm not a victim any longer. You know, none of us choose to be victims, but we absolutely choose to be survivors, and to go on and to be stronger because of what happened to us instead of bitter about what happened to us. And that's, you know, that's my key message uh, for women and men. Um, but I specifically like to focus on, on women and just, you know, true empowerment is something that we can only do for ourselves. But when we realize that what happens to us in life doesn't have to control us, then that's true, that's true empowerment. That's realizing that when life gets tough, I still can go on to have a good life. And, uh, you know, I talk about um, my four points in overcoming adversity. I use the acronym RISE. And the first step is to respond proactively. You know, when bad things happen to me, I have a choice. Um, Victor Frankl was a concentration camp survivor, and he lost everything in the concentration camp. His wife died there um, and their unborn child. He lost his parents there. He lost his life's work in a manuscript there. And he wrote a book when he got out called Man's Search for Meaning. And one of the powerful yeah, quotes I know in it. there, yeah, it's just, it gives us so much of perspective. He says, I realized they could have, they could take anything from me except one thing, the ability to choose my attitude. And I think that's the first is that when we're going through something or have gone through something, we have to just intentionally choose our attitude and say, I see this as an opportunity to get stronger rather than something that, that has overcome me. So responding proactively. And then I think it's You know, I think that's to, so very important. I think that's so ahead. very important because if, if our attitude is one of regret or neglect in some way, we don't really embrace the powerful us that's really here, that's, that, that's really ready to come out. So I think... Doing that, that recognition, that, that taking charge, and that is very, very important. So what's the second step, mm. Rhea? The second step is identify accurately. Um, number one, where, where you are today. And number two, where do you want to go? And then number three, how do you get there? So it's important to identify where we are. Um, you know, 
if we don't know our destination, it doesn't matter if we've got the greatest map in the world, we're not going to be able to get there. And, you know, when I, after I left home, the only job I could get was waiting tables at a pizza restaurant because I didn't have a high school diploma. I didn't have a GED. And uh, I speak at a lot of high schools, and uh, I love when I share this story with them. And, and I asked them, I'm like, how much money do you think I was making? And most of them were like, oh, $10 an hour. I'm like, no. <laughs> I was making $2.13 <laughs> right? an hour. Yeah. Oh, my. And, Where did you live you know, at the time? I mean, you ran away. What, what ha- I mean, did you have a place to stay? What did you- I did. Uh, you know, I'm married to my now husband, Mac, of, of 18 plus years. Um, and we got engaged very quickly and got married. Um, well, we waited until I was 21 to get married. Um, but I, I stayed with him in the interim. And, you know, he really was my rock. And just, you know, this had been the third or fourth time I had tried to run away and leave home. And every other time my parents would, or my dad would find me and, and bring me back and find me and bring me back. And, you know, Matt was really very instrumental in helping me realize that uh, I could become my own person. You know, I could make my own my own decisions and make my own choices. So, um, and we're very blessed in what we do. You know, we do a lot of speaking together these days. In fact, every time we speak, almost um, we speak together. So, and we we love to share. You know, when you live with somebody and you work with somebody twenty four hours a day, you gotta just you gotta go way beyond love the person. You have to really like the person. <laughs> So, so true. You know, it, it is. And he's been very supportive of me. Um, but, you know, even soon after I left home and he would have he would have been more than supportive if I had wanted to go to school. But I was determined to stand on my own two feet. I'm like, no, I want to make my own money. I, I wanted to be independent. That was very important to me. And so I, I went out and got that job making two dollars an hour and you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It was good, honest work, and I was proud to get it. But I, I realized I didn't want to do that the rest of my life. But I had to do something different if I wanted to be somewhere different. And that's when I started taking night classes, and um, I earned my GED, and then I started community college. And it meant, you know, it meant working seven days a week sometimes and going to night school and school on the weekends and um, sometimes working two jobs. But eventually I was able to earn that MBA. And, um, but that's important. You know, that's the second step is identify where you're at, identify where you want to go, and then break down those small actionable steps of how do, how do I get there? Um, you know, for me, that was saying, well, I got to start with a GED, and then I'm going to start with one, one semester of college classes, and then another, and then another. Because I think sometimes we get overwhelmed when we want to change. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed by a big goal that we just lose hope. And so breaking it down into small steps um, is very powerful. And that's the third step is step forward consistently. You know, you don't well, have you to know, do the whole distance. I want to go back to the steps for a minute to breaking it down because sure. oftentimes, you said, people can be so overwhelmed by the number of steps it takes to get to a goal that it's a deterrent. It's like I, there's no way to do that. There's, And yet, if you break it down into small steps, it seems much easier to obtain and <laughs> to get there because you can just check off one. Okay, I just took one step, even one step today or one step yesterday to get to your goal. And I think that's a really important message to people is just you don't have to get there all at once. 
but moving forward in that direction is is something that's really impor- important to you and is affirmative action. Okay, so I, I interrupted so, the next step. Sorry about that, but what is that? That's okay. And that, you know, step forward consistently. Um, Jim Rohn said that success is nothing more than a few simple disciplines practiced every day. And, you know, as we were just talking about breaking it down into those small steps, it's important to take the first step. You know, you have to get started, but it's also important to take the next step and the next step and the next one and just keep going. Um, We've all heard the famous quote of uh, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. But we can't stop there. You know, we've got to take the, the, all the consecutive steps. And that's where I think our, our strength and our resilience has to, has to kick in because it can get tough sometimes. It can get discouraged when we, when we look around and we, we want something to change or we want to change ourselves or we want to achieve a big goal or a big dream. A lot of times it's not the glamorous um, dream casting or vision board that that's exciting but it's the constant discipline every day to move forward that helps us get there and uh you know that's that's where a lot of times i think we lose hope is we just get discouraged so stepping forward well you you are somebody that doesn't sound discouraged at all despite what you've been through and i think like you're talking about making sure that you continue to take those steps i think it's important that that moving forward people recognize that why am i doing this what's what's makes this so important to me because oftentimes when we're discouraged or maybe have a setback or or feel that things aren't going as quickly or as smoothly as we want some people tend to give up but if you have that drive like you do and that determination and recognize the the value of what you're doing for you and maybe for others then it can help you move on how did you feel when you were trying to push this story down to push those memories down when you finally had the courage and the strength and and the realization after listening to to les brown how did you feel about sharing that story and what was your story not that story and what was the response of the people that you shared it with um, so I, it was it was at a speaker training, um, and part of the speaker training was a contest where everyone there was given the opportunity to share one minute speech, and that was part of the training was crafting and then delivering a one minute speech, a very effective one minute speech, because Les Brown says the best speakers make the fewest words go the farthest. And you know I'd been wrestling with this decision for six months, and I thought this is my chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my story in my one minute speech. But you know I didn't even tell anybody I was thinking about it because I wasn't sure that I could go through with it. You know this had this had held me in bondage uh, and shame for 20 years by this point. And I, so I was I was really concerned that I would just come up, have a complete meltdown. And uh, the morning of the contest came and. I went to the bathroom and just, I mean, I literally did melt down. I it was like ugly crying and mascara running, and I'm like, I can't do this. This was before, and right? Yeah, this is the morning of. And okay. if you're a person of faith, you know, for me, I just felt that reassurance that says, you know, you can do it, but you don't have to do it alone. And that was powerful for me. And uh, so I went back into that 
that um, conference room and I shared my 47 second speeches, it turned out. And it didn't matter if I'd won the contest or not when I got done because I'd won the victory in saying, I'm not going to let my past hold me back. And that's how I proved it. That's how I proved it. So I did win the contest, as it turns out. And um, I was one of the five speakers chosen to speak on stage with Les Brown in Los Angeles a few months later. Wow. It was and how it did was incredibly the, how did empowering. The, yes, it, uh, I can imagine so. And how was it received by, by the other people, by the people in the audience listening to this powerful oh. story, to having the courage it, finally to share your truth, which wasn't the most beautiful truth in the world, but was your truth? Mm. Every the response has been incredibly um, positive. You know, every day now, you know, one of the connections that I talk to, or or someone who hears me speak, or someone who reads my book, but um, every single day I hear from someone who says, you know, just just thank you for giving me hope. And you know, I tell people, I'm like, if I could overcome what I did, you know, anyone can overcome because. You know, I was challenged in so many ways. Not only did I have just, you know, this horrible sense of false guilt and, and shame that, that I was carrying around, but I was very challenged um, in communicating with people. I didn't have any social skills. I never had really learned to interact with people very much, and that held me back professionally. Um, you know, I just didn't know how to have a conversation um, with someone. I didn't know how to make small talk. I just had no social abilities in, in connecting with people. And, you know, to be able to overcome that and go on to be a speaker was a huge win for me because I had to learn to get out of my own way and, uh, you know, learn to master some of those skills at at influence. And uh, what I learned is that, you know, we all can get better at something. It's just intentionally developing those skills that help us be successful. So the response has been incredibly um, positive and empowering. And uh, 10 days after giving my 47-second speech, um, I resigned from my <laughs> full-time corporate job. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm chasing a, a career instead of a calling, and I, I have to follow my calling. And that's been it's exciting. almost five it's, years it's, ago. <laughs> bravo. Now, you have many books under your belt, but you have a, a, a one that is more recent. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, Bridges Out of the Past is my most recent book, um, just released a few months ago. I did a, a TEDx presentation um, on this book, and the book just dives into it a little more in depth. Um, I really share the lessons on resilience in this book, and, you know, we touched on some of it about responding proactively and then moving forward. Um, but I also touch on how to move past obstacles like um, dealing with shame and moving to a sense of self-worth. Um, I talk about moving to forgiveness, you know, and talk about overcoming anxiety and um, moving from fear to a sense of freedom. And, you know, how do we cross those bridges? I call them bridges out of the past. And that's the name of the book, Bridges Out of the Past, because, Isaac Newton said, we build too many walls and not enough bridges. And, you know, it's not about looking back at the past and burning that bridge, but, but building a bridge out of the past and into the future. So if you were to recommend to people, well, first they need to buy this book, Bridges Out of the Past, The Survivor's Lessons on Resilience. What would you tell people in terms of how to move past 
or how to build that bridge from fear into the realization of, of doing something that they, you know, their that their heart their hearts desire. Yeah, I you know I think there are a couple of key steps uh, when we're dealing with fear, and you know fear touches all of us. It's not having it's not not having fear that that uh, makes us successful because we all experience fear. The only question is what do we do with it? Um, you know, Nelson Mandela is famous for saying, I learned that courage is not the absence of fear, but triumph over it. And, right. you know, that's the key. We all have fear. So how do we, how do we move past it? Um, I think there are three key steps that I like to talk about, and I, I mentioned this in the book especially. Um, the first thing is identify your fear. When you're, when you're not taking action or not moving forward, stop and think about really why. What is holding me back? Am I afraid of making a mistake? Am I afraid of saying the wrong thing? Or maybe I'm afraid that someone else won't agree with my decisions. Um, but stop and identify that fear. And identify if that fear is something that you can influence or not. And that's step number two. Identify what you can control. Um, if your fear is something that you cannot control and influence, don't focus on it. You know, learn to to bring your focus into something that you can control or influence. Because this is where successful people invest their time and energy on the, the things that they can do. You know, I like the weather. Um, I, can't, I can't control the weather. So it does me no good to waste energy worried about, is it going to rain today or tomorrow? I can't control that. But what I can control is, should I take my umbrella or should I pack a jacket? And if we focus our time and energy on what we can do, we will find that what we can do will become greater. And the third step is just take action. Um, if there's something that's out of your control, don't worry about it. Don't focus on it. But take action on the things that you can control. Um, you know, a lot of times we can act our way into feeling instead of waiting until we feel like acting. And uh, that's key. Is If we're afraid of something, if we will we will take action on something positive in a positive direction, most of the time we find that we can overcome that fear in just a couple of seconds. You know, I think that's so true, and, and I like those steps because I, they're very important. Oftentimes people think, wow, there's so much that they can't control, not just the weather, what's going on in politics, what's going on in in finances, in stores or whatever, and yet if they were to sit down, and look at all the things that they could control, which really are a lot if you think about it, especially in terms of ourselves, what we wear, what we think, how we act, how we behave, how we communicate. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. There's a lot more that we have control over and power over that um, can make us feel good and can make us feel strong about ourselves. So what's next for you? Um, there a next? Well, I'm working on a yeah. There's there's always a next. Um, <laughs> I'm working on another book, so um, I'm just about to write the final chapters on a, a new book called Achieve. Um, you know, and really, I drill down the the acronym Achieve into the steps like um, attitude and the choices that we make and how all of these things affect our success because I think. You know, we don't talk about how to be successful. You know, we don't teach it in school. Um, we don't learn it on the job, you know, how to actually be successful and maximize on your potential is not something we really learn. So 
that's really where my passion is, is sharing with women how to maximize my potential. How can I become more of who I'm supposed to be? Because that's the, that's the point where life is wonderful. You know, you can wake up every morning with joy because you're living in your purpose and living with passion and, you know, growing into the person um, you were intended to be. Um, so I'm just about to put the finishing touches on that. And then um, the fall tends to be a busy season for speaking. And I just launched a new podcast, um, a leadership and life success podcast for women called 360 Influence. So very excited about all of that, that uh, just new, another way to, to reach out and, and help some ladies, um, you know, develop their influence and achieve their potential. That sounds very exciting and wonderful. Have you ever thought about doing a book with Mac? I have. We actually have written a book together. Um, ah. We wrote a book. Uh, it's called Change Happens, and we co-wrote it. So we talk about 15 perspectives and, and ways to lead and manage change, um, both personally and professionally. So um, it was a fun project. It was very neat. And uh, <laughs> definitely, I think we will do another one in the future. Um, I don't know what that looks like or when. We, we, we stay so um, we stay so busy and so intentional, which is a blessing. Um, we really have to both have a, a couple of weeks free to be able to sit down and write together. You know, it's wonderful that you keep, that you have personal relationship and a, and a professional relationship with your spouse because oftentimes that doesn't go together, or if it does, it can create complications. And yet, you seem to to do that dance beautifully together and and it works and it's it's also a wonderful inspiration for for people tell us because we're running out of time and tell our listeners Rhea how they could get a hold of your book Bridges Out of the Past Survivor's Lesson Lessons on Resilience and also all the other books that you've written and how they can find you and get a hold of you and learn about more of what you do and be empowered Sure. Um, you can find the books. Any of my books are available on Amazon or, or Barnes and Noble. Um, you can also just go to my website, um, riastory.com, and um, that's a great way to get in touch with me. That's a great way to, you know, check out my books or check out my blog. Um, you can listen to some of my podcast episodes there. So a lot of resources available to just kind of dip your toe in the water, um, you know, and just we all need encouragement. So I'm, I'm, I'm so such a believer in just providing intentional, motivational um, content regularly. Connect with me on LinkedIn, um, linkedin.com, Rhea Story, uh, or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I put out tons of motivational things, content, um, quotes. But really the best way to get in touch with me is the website, riastory.com. Wonderful. So before we leave, what what would you like to have our listeners ponder about or think about as as they move forward in their day or evening or wherever they are in the world? Ah, you know, I think one of the things that was most important um, for me to realize is that, you know, we have absolute control over the thoughts that we think and our thoughts determine our feelings, our feelings determine our actions and our actions determine our results. So if I, could, if I could encourage anybody, I would say choose your positive thoughts. Choose to put positive things into your mind because 
you know, the thoughts that we think are so powerful and how they play out in our life and our circumstances and our results. But sometimes we just don't take time to be intentional about thinking good things. And, uh, you know, we start thinking negative. I liken it to a, a train station, and there are two trains leaving. There's a positive train going towards success, and there's a negative train that's going to a dark place. And which train we get on today is our choice. Um, but they're going to two different directions and two different places. So choose the destination you want to go and then get on the right train. Get on the positive train. And uh, just it's not an easy choice, but it absolutely is a choice to, to choose to be grateful for what I have instead of bitter about what I don't have. And, you know, you could you could have been very bitter and turned out angry and and you're not. You're upbeat. You're you have a lot of positivity in you, and you want to help other people, which is a beautiful blessing, in and of itself. As you were just sharing some final thoughts, I'm thinking, how did you get past the thought and the feeling of shame or not being good enough after experience what you experienced? And how did you? Because that that could be so hard for some people. Absolutely. You know, I think all of us have thoughts or feelings that we're not good enough or, um, you know, the difference between shame and guilt. Shame is I am a mistake. Guilt is I made a mistake. But, you know, sometimes we all experience times of saying, oh, I, I am a mistake or I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy. And, you know, I just, I tell people that that's going to happen sometimes, um, but really, the the two key things that will help you move past that. Number one, just refute the lie. You know, I, I have an exercise in some of my retreats where we sit down and we write down these um, feelings of negative shame, thoughts, you know, something that's holding us back or false beliefs about ourselves, limiting beliefs of I am a mistake or I'm not good enough because. And then we just tear that paper up into itty bitty tiny pieces. You know, identify what's What's the lie that we're telling ourselves and then refute it and then claim the truth, you know, claim the truth as your own of, of I'm not perfect, but I'm perfectly imperfect. And I am created um, to be something better. You know, there are no mistakes. God doesn't create mistakes. Um, you know, and so I love that. I'm, right. And I'm perfectly imperfect. It's, that's beautiful. I love that because it it's so true. And each of us has a, like you said, has our own story, has our own path, and the way to be able to share it is to recognize everything you've been talking about, your fears, what's what's holding you back, where you need to go, your passion, all of it. So you are an incredible blessing and a gift, and I'm so glad that you had the courage and the strength and the wherewithal, Rhea, to share your story because it helps so many other people think and know that, wow, look at where she was. Look at what happened to her. And if she could overcome this, if she could be this incredible speaker and author and and rise from the ashes, so to speak, so can I. So that is a gift, not just a gift to yourself, but it's a gift that you give to so many other people. So thank you for all that you do. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed just sharing with you all and, you know, just make it a great day. It's absolutely our choice. 
You have a great day, and thanks again for being on Power Your Life, and ha- and I look forward to your next book. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. So think about what Rhea's story said in terms of we all have things in our past, we all maybe even in our present that may be uncomfortable, that may hold us back in some way, and yet if you remember what she's been talking about and also read her books because they're wonderful in terms of getting you motivated and inspired that you can achieve and move past anything that you think is impossible because it really isn't. And someone like Rhea's story is here to to show you, yes, you can. And you can. And that's one of the reasons we call this show Power Your Life because it's you who has the ability to empower your life. And it doesn't have to be all at once like Rhea was talking about earlier. Just take one step, one step today to do something for you that feels powerful, empowering, and makes you feel good and leads you on that path to your own destiny. Next week, we're shifting gears, and we have Cornelia Ward, so tune in on August 8th. And if you missed any part of today's show and wonderful Rhea, you can go to my website, Doc, I'll give you the short version, Doc, D-O-C-W-H-I-T-E dot org, dot white dot org, or to Blog Talk Radio, and make it a beautiful, empowering day. Take care, and thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.